And keeping the ball rolling, it's episode 13, Tony B. What's so funny, Zach? It's that we have so many artists backed up and there's so many cool, talented people that we get to speak to, but there's so many more coming up. And this one is another great person we get to speak to, Nick Littlemore. Yeah, Nick Littlemore from Penal. We said it in the end of the last episode, he is such a creative genius and it's from being so open and being so happy to just mm. be exactly who he is and owning the fact that he's a freak. You know, I always considered myself a freak and uh, and I always love the weirdos, you know, the different people. Every one of us is weird in some way or another, you know. Love can be strange. It can be strange for every one of us and uh, any kind of love is beautiful, you know. And I think that's such an important thing to share. <laughs> Man, honestly, I clear my schedule every time we know that we're going to speak to Nick a little more. Um, and obviously, you know, the conversation, we don't ever know where it's going to go. For this for this conversation, you, you're going to hear it. But we, we go to space, supposedly. Um, <laughs> a lot of other places, especially around his house when we got to actually, you know, see firsthand his, um, his actual apartment full of creative ideas. Um, this is obviously via Zoom because of, you know, we can't just go to his house. Yeah. Uh, but it's very cool to see how much he opens up to us. And he doesn't really know us that well. But it's And it's amazing to see how much he trusts us in his environment and where uh, he gets his ideas and creativity from. And yeah. It's amazing. And he's such, a, he's such a, an open person and just mm. owns the fact that he is who he is. And he knows who he is and owns the fact that he is who he is. And it's just it's just really <laughs> awesome to it's it's yeah, behind his music, the whole idea of more than music. Mm. You listen to this guy talk and you kinda go, it, it's almost like a metaphor for life. Like it's be yourself, own who you are, and things will come. You know? It's so awesome. Well you got me inspired. I feel like everyone's ready to go. Nick Littlemore from Penal, we get to speak to him right now. Right Penal. He is an amazing, talented artist that we'd love to speak to from Penal. Thanks for having me, Zanon and Tony B. I love partying with you guys. Uh, I remember when we were in uh, space in Ibiza a couple of years ago. I think, Tony, you blacked out, but we lifted you up. Remember the whole Amen. crowd carried you to the front? I think Shay Dormier was on that night and he was spinning <laughs> some silky tunes. I thought we weren't going to talk about that, Nick. I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Tony, well, the funniest part of that being in space is that he actually has been to space, haven't you, Teddy B? What? Oh, I don't know. Penal, what are you doing to me? You're spinning me out here. Besides the the fact that you're a, a hilarious legend, can we speak about Stranger Love? You've brought out this amazing song to follow up. All your great singles. Um, how did Stranger Love come about? Uh, Stranger Love came about uh, during lockdown. I was in Los Angeles and I was talking to Marcus, who is um, Budgera's A&R, and he sent us a bunch of stuff to have a listen to this young artist. And then, uh, and we were very interested in his voice and his story. And then he sent through an acoustic demo of the song Stranger Love, which he wrote with um, Joel Quartermain from Eskimo Joe, otherwise known as the Eskies. Uh, not the sexual Eskies, just the Eskies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, we, we, we took the a cappella, and, you know, Pinal's a team effort. It's. Um, my brother Sam and Peter Mays, who I've been working with since I was 14, 
And uh, gee, that's a long time. Mm. Um, anyway, w- then we set about doing about 87 different versions to get just the right feeling. Uh, a mix, I guess, of like progressive house and uh, main room dance music in general. I'm not going to say it's EDM because I think we're sort of post-EDM now, the phase we're in uh, worldwide. But um, yeah, I don't know. It came together finally and I was in Byron earlier this year and I managed to retract the vocal and meet the man, Bujara, um, and it was amazing. You know, it just came together really quickly once we had the track and it's just been a dream since then. I love it. It, it, it has a very uplifting feel, but I, the, fact, the reason why I love it so much is when it starts, it's very like... It's very like beautiful and, you know, the vocal is very nice. And then it just, it has this like a a really cool dance floor drop that it's just, it just bangs really hard. And I I love that it changes like sort of as it gets into it a bit more. So, yeah. We were talking about this just before. It's kind of like the equivalent of an album within a song. It's like (laughs) you're you're going on a journey from start to finish. It's it's really cool. That's awesome. You know, I mean, we're always trying to evoke that, that feeling of, that we had when we were um, early teens going to raves and the best moments for us were always in the morning when the sun would be breaking through the broken windows in the warehouse mm-hmm. and you just became elated and those records they played with the bass was just so right mm-hmm. and everything just felt right in the pocket. Um, a lot of those records, of course, didn't have vocals, but marrying that energy with a vocal, suddenly you got a message and I think Stranger Love, it works on many levels, you know, um, Shout out to our gay fans uh, and and anyone that feels different to the rest of us and maybe experiences the world in a slightly outside of you. Stranger Love is about bringing all those people together. Um, you know, I always considered myself a freak, and uh, and I always love the weirdos. You know, the different people. Mm. And um, Stranger Love is about every one of us is weird in some way or another. You know, and I know he wrote it from the perspective of Antoine Xperi's book. Fuck is it called? Is that it just it just flew out the window. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> called the little, the little Prince, right? Which yeah. is about a prince who's up on a moon or like an asteroid and uh, a rose grows one day and he falls in love with the rose and then realizes the rose is not loving him back. But um, for us, it's more like the way love can be strange. It can be strange for every one of us and uh, any kind of love is beautiful. You that's, know? That's, why you're, that's why you're dating us. <laughs> this is... Exactly. This is, this is why we're, we're here together. We're here in the morning and we're about to have a nice bottle of wine. And, uh, <laughs> I really like the um, the idea of owning that inner freak. Everyone, I, I'm just going to speak for you, Zanon, but mm. I can definitely speak for myself here. Ever since I started owning me and going, no, it's fine being, uh, being weird, being different, because that's mm. what makes you you. How important is that for Pinal, for yourself, to share that with your fans and with with people in general? I think it's hugely important. You know, for us, um, I guess growing up, we we always were interested in the fringes of society and they're the ones that generally push uh, culture forward, you know. And I guess our heroes, you know, when I was a kid, I read a lot of the beat poets, particularly William S. Burroughs and Jack Kerouac, who were living a, a kind of beatific life. And then going to raves and parties, it was very much an underground scene. Uh, and you'd call a number at like midnight on the Saturday night and they'd tell <laughs> you to go to some warehouse in the middle of nowhere. You had no idea where you're going. You'd get there and there'd be a bunch of crazy dressed people and everyone would come together. You'd have, you'd have goths and cyberpunks and punks and rockers 
and hip hop kids, um, as well as like, you know, commercial dance kids and everything else. And everyone would just come together and, and of all ages, you know, we were very young and don't tell my parents, I was only 13 or 14 <laughs> when I was partying there for the first time, but there'd be people well into their forties, you know, and we still see that more in Europe and the European dance scene, but that, that culture and that spirit, I guess, is, uh, is so important to us, you know, um, that I never want to, it's, it's really something you can dine out on for the rest of your life, you know, that, that, that feeling that we can all come together and dance the dance electric, you know. Well, Badra definitely uh, nailed the vocal for this. It really complements Penal's sound as well. Uh, it, it sounds like the perfect match that you, you created. You, do you think about working with him uh, more uh, with the, the future of your tracks as well, like maybe another single to follow up? I think for sure. Uh, I think he's got um, a ways to go with his EP and he's, he's touring a lot and, you know, the whole world wants to know about him right now. Um, so I think mm -hmm. once the dust settles a little bit, uh, we'd love to get him and write together in the studio and try some other things. Um, you know, he's got a huge career ahead of him. Um, if you've witnessed him on stage or even even on the record, you can really understand that that Budra is going to be someone that we're going to be hearing about for a very long time. Well, that's so exciting to hear because, yeah, as you said, he's, he's amazing, uh, an amazing vocalist. And Penel, you're just rising so high. What, what, what's, a, what's a highlight of your um, your career so far? I guess, you know, besides all the great singles, you know, has, has there been anything that really stood out um, in in the Penel um, experience? Aside from sitting down and having a chat to us. I was drinking wine at, f at like 7 a.m. I mean, Come on, like, you know, I'm an early riser. I love it. I get up at 4.30 and don't exercise, but I do get up. Um, no, I don't know. There's been a lot of moments and my life's been pretty surreal. I think from the first time I um, ran away from home and went to a rave, like I've been on this trip where music has changed the way I've seen my reality. And uh, I'd say, you know, I'm an optimistic nihilist and uh, I, I like to get the most out of life and I don't like to um, think that maybe there's anything beyond this, but at the same time, I don't want to deny that. Um, I don't know, like career, life, there's been lots of amazing moments. I love working. I just met a singer yesterday. There's an American guy. He's living out here um, and we're going to try and make an album in the next week or so before I go back to the States. So I don't know. I'm always looking forward, looking to the future for something else. I've been working with this kid, Butterbath, who's amazing, um, boy of many colours, and I have cut a record with Kira, which is, I think it's so huge. It's called Dance So Wildly. I'd love to play you a bit right now. But, um, you know, I don't know. I love making music. I love listening to music. Um, my wife makes art, so I stopped doing that because I wasn't very good at it. But uh, <laughs> Naked art. You know, I don't know. I love creativity. <laughs> I think everyone's creative in their own way. And we should embrace that. And I think it is the, our reason for being. And in many ways, love is a creative energy of soul and, and uh, mindfulness. Um, I haven't got kids yet. Thinking about having kids, I don't know. That's going to be a whole other journey in itself. I hope I'm not too scared to keep taking mushrooms. We'll <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did want to say, Nick, was um, for me, now, like even just hearing you talk about where you're seeing the future and creativity, for me, Pinal has always been that, in particular, chameleon. 
is really that one of those tracks that like I listen to and it just takes me like I'll shut my eyes and just go like if I'm thinking about writing a poem or writing something or creating anything it's one of those songs that I just go it just opens up my my, my mindset to create now do you have a particular song that you, it doesn't have to be your own I mean it can be but do you have a particular song that kind of sets you gets you in that mood or is there anything that gets you in that mood? Well, there are actually a lot of records. And when I work with artists, I often play them things that I just love to trip out on and all kinds of different music. There's an album called Morris Music of Mauritania, and it sounds like the cosmos being sung into existence. Uh, it's a lot of microtonal stuff, but it's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Um, so that one's a really good one. There's uh, a Nina Simone record called The Twelfth of Never. And I think it is yes. maybe the most beautiful record ever recorded. Um, and I passed that to a friend, Moses Sumney, who's gone on to be quite a special uh, artist around the world. And he always sings that in his sets now. And it's just one of those songs that changes the way you view the world. Uh, there's a song by the Corgis that uh, everybody, oh, what's it called? Everybody wants to dance. I can't remember the name of the song. Um, but there, there are lots of songs. I love finding new things, but it's often finding old records that I hadn't discovered yet. I love the work of Don Cherry, who is uh, Nina Cherry's stepfather, who is a horn player and should be celebrated in the same breath as Miles Davis. I love Miles Davis, especially his album. Um, oh, my God, what's it called? Circle in the Round. It sounds like driving in the late 50s through New York City at four in the morning. And if you've ever seen the Scorsese film with Nicolas Cage called Bringing Out the Dead, it, you get that feeling, even though that's a late 90s film, um, you get that feeling of New York through that record and it's all kind of very chromatic melodies, um, but somehow it doesn't come off jarring. I love Korean classical music. It sounds like giant monsters coming to have Bim Bim Bap with you. And it's so cool. Um, I love Korean sweets. Oh my God. I love Asian lollies. Look at these things. High chews. Can't get enough of them. Um, and then I found this other one. Yes. Chow. Sounds like you're trying to get a sponsorship here. Right? Um, you know, uh, what else? This this is, I love this book. I know it's like, it's a big book, but it's actually really big writing so it makes me look a bit dumb but it's really good it's called the diving bell and the butterfly and i love the film um it was made by julian schnabel who is a painter but his films are much better in my opinion than his paintings i think that's why he gave up um there's a, a wonderful australian film called the last wave i just got on vinyl uh, the soundtrack and this is one of peter weir's very early films uh in the 70s in australia the government was actually supporting film in a really big way and a lot of amazing films were made in that time and they're not celebrated enough uh and I, I don't know i love movies i think movies for me encapsulate every art form because you can put them all inside the film in that filmic experience uh i love lawrence darrow james baldwin i got here early stories of truman capote i do love reading uh you know I don't know. Oh, got my Super 8 camera from when I was a kid. This thing is so cool. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, sick. That's great. Um, that looks so dodgy, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it's You know, it looks so cool. And because the technology has come such a long way, they, they scan every frame on such a high resolution yeah. now. It looks so cool. Um, I just went foraging with a foraging expert 
down south for Vice and uh, and Kathmandu, and um, we found all these mushrooms and cooked up mushrooms, and I shot all the stuff on Super 8. Oh, that would have been awesome. I've been making this music under the name Two Leaves Project and another under Cinema Sound. I uh, just put out an album on Friday for that. It's like soundtracky, weird kind of music. I don't know, man. Like there's so much to enjoy and to create and make and keep going and keep going. I think you meant to just work yourself to death, right? I find it really funny that and, and interesting that you, you've got your Super 8, you're talking a lot about the visual aspect and, and, and taking a lot from film. I've always thought that Now was very much a, a visual band. Like if you're creating music, like, like I was saying before, in terms of Chameleon, I shut my eyes and it kind of transports me into a different world. And costumes are such a big part of your live set. When you create a song, do you think about how, it, how it's going to be visually represented as well? Absolutely. When, when we first started Pinyao, when I was like 15, um, it was all instrumental music and I'm not, I don't come from musical training. So for me, it was all, uh, and I'm somewhat of a synesthese in the sense that I see colours when I hear music. Um, so for me, it's always been about sort of trying to paint a sky or a landscape um, and I feel like emotion and colours and landscapes and light are also intrinsically connected. Uh, and there's certain music uh, that really brings out colours for me. There's this amazing album by Laraji called Celestial Vibration. And this is a little postcard you get from I got this from um, Bellingen, uh, which is a lovely little town. If you haven't been there, you should go and check it out. Um, and, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm remiss that a lot of the hippie towns in Australia have gone the way of posh. And um, and what do they mean by posh? Not port out starboard home, but, you know, just, just like money ruins things, you know, and it wasn't in the spirit of raving and throwing warehouse parties and dancing the dance electric or uh, dancing the dance of life, you know. Um, I don't know. I ramble a lot, but that's what coffee will get you. <laughs> no, dude, I completely get where you're coming from, though. Like, especially when it comes, I agree with you in the money side of things. And it's even when it comes to creating in general, not just music, but the moment you're doing something for that monetary gain, you're not doing it for the right reason. Yeah, it's true. Um, and if you're creating to create, awesome. It's true that it's like Moody Man, uh, the Detroit House DJ legend. He always said music is not a way to get paid, you know, and for me that meant don't do it for the money, like don't chase the dollar, you, you chase a feeling and that's all we're trying to do is capture a feeling and it can be as simple as that. Um, I like to write songs really quickly for that matter and uh, just try and it's all about instinct for me and I think with any creative pursuit uh, and I always wanted to go into filmmaking but I felt like I was, I was too impatient for it and there's too many people involved and too many costs to really get all the way there. But with music or even photography or drawing, even writing, you can really do it on your own or you, with a couple of friends and you can do it very quickly. You get to get it out before you lose that thread, you know. I think it was Ruth Stone, the poet, who said that she saw once a poem coming across the landscape to her and she actually grabbed the poem by the tail, ran back to the house and she wrote the poem out, but it was all backwards. Huh. Um, 
because he said if she didn't grab the palm, it would have gone off and found some other person to grab it, you know? Just, just judging from this this conversation that we've had with you, it shows where your music uh, has come from. It, it, you're very creative. You're very inspirational. Uh, and I love I love everything that you've, you've spoken about because I think we we take that as well. Uh, we're, we're not musicians ourselves, but we love hearing about these stories that um, you guys have to share. Uh, Pinal um, and Nick, yourself, um, you're an inspiration to myself as well. I love bringing out music, and I think what you've said today has really put my mindset into a very well, like a very positive position. I I think you've really hit the nail on the head with everything you've said. Well, for me, it's like going out as as a youngster and seeing these incredible DJs. And they wouldn't just play one genre, you know, and I'm thinking of Francois K here, Francois Kevorkian from New York City, who he'd come out and he'd play some hard techno and he'd play some house and then he'd play a full jazz record for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and you wouldn't, you wouldn't lose a step, you know, you would be completely immersed in this moment. And um, it was those people that, that, seemingly did something incongruous but it really had brought everyone together in this incredibly beautiful way as a celebration of humanity of life of music and it doesn't have to all sit inside you know a 128 bpm record it can be music is life you know it is like the celebration and the one thing that joins all humans is is dancing you know and it whether you're white or you're a good dancer it doesn't matter. Like um, everyone can dance, you know, and um, I love that. I, I love. I mean, I look like a mong when I dance. <laughs> I, I've got such bad arthritis right now, so I'm. I was never much of a dance. You know, I can't move my feet so well, and uh, whatever. I have fun. Yeah, you know, I can do the robot pretty badly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have a dance off with you soon then. The freak himself, Nick oh. Littlemore from Penel. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we had to kind of cut him off halfway through that conversation. Otherwise, we would have just ended up seeing, you know, him in the bathroom <laughs> having yeah. a shower or something. I feel like he would have given us like hours and hours of time just walking around his apartment and showing us what he has that surrounds him. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he was going through photo albums and everything. Like I was, <laughs> you know, I love him. I actually think he. He's he's a genuine guy. He has a very open mind. He's, he's a, he is a freak, but he's a fantastic freak, and I love him. Yeah, and he owns like that's the whole thing is him owning that. Mm. You know, he's open about that. Just being like, I consider myself a freak, this and this is who I am, and that's <laughs> how I create. Being so open minded and and not clouding his his mind with anything else. Well, it's know? yeah, it's crazy to think that we get to speak to him, and now it makes a lot of sense of Penal. Penal is so cool. It's so uh, broad. When you go see the shows, you know the visuals and the music and everything is very cool and different, and it makes a lot of sense mm. when you hear this conversation versus Penal shows it makes a lot of sense yeah being different and that whole idea of being different is absolutely fine yeah you know yeah yeah and that kind of leads us into our next guest we've got sammy boyle sammy boyle is just a young gun and i feel like we always call him a hustler this this guy honestly i've known him for a long time and i feel like it's great that we got to have a conversation with him and understand him a little bit more you know firsthand so you know Sammy Boyle I'm excited to to showcase him on our show yeah and being able to kind of have a chat to him about where he's at and 
I really can't wait to just see the progression of this guy because like you said, he's a hustler and a half and being able to chat to him and learn a little bit more about his story, where he's come from and all that sort of jazz is just awesome. Just wanting to leave like a positive impact in this world and make people happy. Like we all make music for people to enjoy, play at your Sunday barbecue or at a club. Like I just want people to be happy listening to my music and if one person's happy, then I'm happy. Having him on the show just shows that Australian young talent, it's just it's it's just a massive industry and these guys, you know, they work very hard to get where they are. And he's one of those DJs and producers that have gone through a bit of the hard times to get to where he is and he's he's kind of pushed through quite well internationally now. Sammy Boyle, he's just a cool Australian talent that is just one to watch. And that'll be on our next episode of More Than Music. <laughs>